Welcome to the Evolve Workplace Wellbeing Podcast. This podcast is part of a toolkit of free, evidence-informed workplace wellbeing resources provided by the Workplace Wellbeing Research Team based at the University of East Anglia in the UK. You can find the resources on www.evolveworkplacewellbeing.org. The contents of the toolkit draw upon cutting-edge multidisciplinary research on workplace well-being, including insider insights and case studies. We want to help you take evidence-informed action to help your business evolve and thrive. Every six weeks, a member of our team will introduce you to a new piece of research and to someone whose life experience puts a human face on that same research topic. We're here today to talk about how businesses can provide a good experience of work that helps retain staff in frontline, that is public-facing jobs. I'm Helen Fitzhugh, Researcher and Knowledge Exchange Fellow at the University of East Anglia, and I'm here talking with George Chaluma, Managing Director of the Marina Bay Cafe in Great Yarmouth. George, thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) We've obviously met before, but for the audience, can you tell us a little bit about your experience of working with staff in frontline roles? Yeah, my name is George Chaluma. Uh, As you said, Managing Director of Marina Bay Cafe in Gorston. Um, Basically, it's a cafe, uh, 60-seater cafe with outdoor seating for 30 people. Uh, That's open all year round, not seasonal, open all year round. Um, I've got about 12 full-time stroke part-time staff that work for me and I've had it for just over three years. Lovely. So during our recent research at the University of East Anglia, we identified four boosts for frontline workers, ways in which employers could improve the employee experience of work. We'll talk about the four boosts in a minute. But first, for you, what are the key issues in creating a good working environment? Well, I've got quite a few. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think you've got to establish what makes frontline workers tick mm-hmm. what motivates them and try and create an atmosphere with your workers where they're comfortable working with you and within a team which end goal rubs off on the, on the customers so if they're happy mm-hmm. happy employees happy customers mm-hmm. um, I try to be flexible I mean I, I never used to be but uh, since I took the business over mm-hmm. I try to be flexible with each person's uh, life or lifestyles mm-hmm. i.e kids, you know, elderly parents, you know, things like that. So yeah. whenever I fix a rotor for the, the, the following weeks, mm-hmm. I do ask the question, what, well, you know, what days are you free? Are you able to work these days? And, yeah. and kind of leave them up to them to tell me what they can do yeah. instead of me telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, that, that works really well. Great. Um, I try to get to know people's backgrounds as well, mm-hmm. you know, their family lives, where they live, mm-hmm. kids, pets. Uh, without being too intrusive, because mm-hmm. obviously all of us have got our own pressures, yeah. money pressures, mm-hmm. life pressures, kids pressures. Um, I'm not one that kind of sits there and makes decisions myself. I try and bring other people into the conversations because they they might might have ideas that help me. Because mm. uh, I'm I'm although I've been in, in in sort of custom service for a very long time, I'm always learning as well. So yeah. we try and make decisions collectively. So try and involve people when they think oh. I only work here, but actually he's asking me a question about something that's a little bit out of my yeah, yeah. You know, out of my comfort zone. Um, I try to lead by example. Mm-hmm. Um, people have said to me before as well, you know, why are you sweeping up? Why are you wiping the table? Why yeah. are you doing this? You shouldn't do that. You're the boss. I said, yeah, I'm the boss, but sometimes you do that and it kind of, people follow you. Yeah. 
you know, you can't let people follow you. So I do like to do it uh, to, to show that if I want someone to do it for me, yeah. I should be prepared to do it as well. Really, the other sort of advanced advantages as well is, is to try and sort of get together every quarter, every sort of mm-hmm. six months together, whether it's, you know, a drink, whether it's a bit of food. Yeah. Like just, again, as a get together, just get out of the work zone or the work pressures in a bit more of a comfort zone and let people just relax and, you know, enjoy yeah. themselves. Thank you, George. What I've really struck me there is so much of that relates to the four boost framework that we created from the Good Jobs Project research, which you were kindly involved in. Um, I'll go through the four boosts model now just for our audience, because um, people might not have seen it. So we, ha- we ran the Good Jobs Project and we were interested in what makes a good experience of work for frontline workers. And we came up with these four boosts as things that managers and other employees can do to support people to have a good experience of work, whatever work they do. And I think that's really important. It's not just about, oh, you can have a good experience of work if you are a, you know, an executive earning loads of money or having a lot of influence on, on something. You know, Actually, any kind of job can be improved by these four boosts. So they, to run through them, we had Let Me Connect, Uh, And these are boosts that are in the words of the workers that we interviewed for our research. So Let Me Connect is all about giving frontline workers the time, support and flexibility they need to be able to connect with customers and feel pride in their work. So that's really bringing out the positive of public facing work, frontline work um, and helping people to really experience what it's like to feel meaning in their work of giving service in some way. Then we've got care about me and my life. That's very much like what you said, George, about that kind of non-intrusive but but friendly understanding what's going on in people's lives and making that time um, to understand, you know, how how work will impact them and how their experiences will impact them at work. Then we've got um, have my back. So we've talked about the positive side of public facing work. Have my back is about the fact that there will always be times when you know, there are issues or problems in public facing work. It's just going to come up. But if the manager and other employees have people's back, we're trained, we have support, we can debrief after a particular incident. You know, we've, we've got that sense of each having each other's back. That's definitely something that helps keep people in roles. And the opposite obviously means that they might leave. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then we've got make me part of the conversation. Uh, again, in the words of the workers, this was um, definitely came out with regard to the COVID pandemic, when there were lots of organisations that were really good at keeping people up to date on what they knew, even if it was uncertain, and you know when people would be furloughed, that kind of thing. But there were also lots of organisations that really weren't good at that and weren't transparent and open, and the workers felt very um, left on their own. So make me part of the conversation is a really important thing of being kind of open about decision making and, and having that input. And that was something you said as well, George. So I was really glad that you brought that up. Thank you. So all of those four boosts obviously need to happen from a foundation of respect. So as well as on the four boosts, infographic and handbook, we've got let me connect, care about me and my life, have my back and make me part of the conversation. We've also got this this element in the the kind of infographic, which is about pay, fair conditions, um, you know, making sure people are safe, that kind of thing. And you can't really boost people's experience of work if you haven't got a foundation to boost from. So it's really important to acknowledge that as well. So those are 
our four booths. We've got uh, an infographic, a handbook, a video, all sorts of things on the EvolveWorkplaceWellbeing.org website about them. But George, what do you think of the four booths? Well, like you've already said, I've you know, pretty much brought up uh, some of the booths already in, 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 in my previous discussion. But um, what I try and say to people is, because uh, hospitality is always perceived as a an area of work where people cut is kind of a, a fallback of work. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, oh, it's really easy. I can go and do this. I can go and serve coffees. I can serve people. I can deal with customers. But actually, it is straightforward, but it mm-hmm. does uh, offer you great insights to your the rest of your life mm-hmm. with dealing with people. Mm-hmm. So, because you're forced to do it. Yeah. You're forced to say hello to someone. You're forced to ha- actually ask somebody, can I help you? Mm-hmm. Are you forced to go into areas that really, you know, you're not really comfortable with? What I try and say to people is um, this might be just a means to earn yourself some money until you reach your final career goal. Mm-hmm. But try and encompass as much as you can from your experience work with me and within hospitality, as there's not many sectors that you could work and learn from where you deal with customers, work, colleagues, money, pressure, stress, happiness, sadness, like hospitality does. There's mm. not many jobs you can do that encompass such a broad area of yeah. different skills and pressures and stresses. My aim is always uh, to provide as much of my experience and knowledge to people. So even if they at least take away 5% of what I've taught them, I'd like to for, for them to look back and take a step back of in their career in 10, 15 years' time and say, wow, that snippet of information or knowledge, I learned that when I was working with George at Marina Bay Cafe. Yeah. Um, people will say, oh, you know, why are they leaving? Nothing would, you know, why would why would you go to another job? Nothing would give me greater pleasure than someone working with me a certain amount of time, reaching their goal of whatever they decide to do in life, um, but learning the core basics of communication, teamwork, yeah. customer uh, interaction whilst being with me, basically. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that attitude, George, because in our research for the Good Jobs Project, we spoke to some people about seasonal workers, about young workers. And sometimes there was the sort of attitude that that training them up was a waste of time or that it, it was something that people didn't like because then they just lost the workers afterwards. So I'm really interested in your perspective on that. To be honest, I don't. I don't see. It. I. I always see it as a positive point. Mm. I always see it as. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not good losing good people. Yeah. After you've provided, you know, training, employment for them for X amount of time. But yeah. with hospitality, there's not. There is a lot of people out there that work in hospitality, but the majority of them do come from college, mm. school, you know, university, and it's it's literally a stepping stone for them to earn money. Yeah. Until they reach on to greater things. I just see it as a positive point for myself. Mm. Um, like I said to you before, it's just a snippet. If they take 5 or 10% of what I've taught them, mm-hmm. it wouldn't give me any more pleasure for them to go and take it to their next job and say, actually, yeah. what about if I do this? I learned this. I've done, I've done this at Marina Bay. Yeah. And that wouldn't give me great pleasure to, for someone to actually look back and think, I learned that with George, basically. Yeah. You've had an impact then, haven't yeah, you? Impact yeah. on their life. Impact on the, it might be in their life. Might yeah. be definitely going to be on their career, but it might even be on their life as well. Yeah, great. Thank you. So, uh, what benefits have you seen 
of doing more to create that kind of great working experience for people? People happy, mm-hmm. happy at work, um, retention. Mm-hmm. People want to stay with me. Uh, people want to learn with me. You know, it's always banded about about money and people are hard up on money. But sometimes, you know, I've got people that have stayed with me, although they've been offered, you know, same job, yeah. more money elsewhere. Interesting. It's just their experience yeah. working with me and working in the environment is better for them than actually having to mm. earn more money elsewhere. Mm. So that's what I try and say to people is, listen, I get it. I know everyone's under financial pressure and I, I totally understand if you walked away yeah. for more money, but always remember, it's not always about money. Think of the long term, what you're going to learn here and what you're not going to learn or what you might not learn there. You know, yeah. And people always text us, actually, I'm going to stay here and, and, and persist with you and... and hopefully learn a lot more. Yeah, and that's a real benefit in the current environment, isn't exactly. it? Because it's actually quite hard for retention in hospitality at the moment. It is yeah. very, yeah. What, what are the other challenges that employers face at the moment? We've talked about retention, but, you know, what's going on in, in kind of public-facing work? 30, 40 years ago, it was different, you know, leading, managing, supervising, directing was yeah. different. You know, you could do certain things and you'd kind of get away with it and people would accept it. Now the world's changed mm-hmm. and you've got to kind of adapt yourself to this change. You've got to understand that when you employ somebody, it's you're always looking for the ideal candidate. Yeah. Right? Always. All of us, you can ask any director, manager, supervisor, we want the best person, Yeah. you know, in there. And it's really hard. It is really hard. Mm-hmm. And I've interviewed, I couldn't tell you how many people I've interviewed I've sat there waiting for people to come and interview. They don't even turn up. Yeah. So that's the kind of scenario we're in at the moment. But what 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 people, what you must realise is if you get one person, you've got to adjust yourself to actually knowing that ideal world, 100% perfect, mm-hmm. but trying to bring your expectations down mm-hmm. and bring it to 60%, um, and use their big benefits mm positively mm-hmm. and hope that the other people in your team will make up for their downfalls, if you understand mm. what I mean. So try and work it that way. So yeah, it's it's difficult. Like I said, we're finding the right people and pay. Yeah. Trying to sort of keep up with the the bigger fish in the in the pond as we say. Yeah. because uh, to be honest, I'm quite small fry compared to a lot of the businesses out there. But it's uh, what I really like, George, is the fact that you know you are small. Um, but you're doing all these things to try and think about the workplace culture you're providing. So for me, that says that, you know, any organization can do this because I think sometimes we have people who say, well, I'm not Google, you know, Google can do all of those things, but actually anyone can do this. Exactly. Of course they are. I mean, it's, it's, you can build a a great team, Mm. uh, by not necessarily having people that you think are hundred percent. Yeah. It's very easy. You know, it's very straightforward, very easy, but you have to be patient and you absolutely have to give people an opportunity. Yeah. Because um, once you start, you know, it's taken me over three years now to get to where I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting to a point now where I'm getting a, a reputation. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a reputation for um, good customer service yeah. and good food. Mm-hmm. But I can't, if that's not me. Yeah. I can't do that on my own. Yeah. So like the saying goes, I'm, I'm only as good as the people that work for me. Mm. So... The only reason we've got to where we've got to is because the people I've got. Yeah. And I can tell you, fact, 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 although the people I've got working with me are very good, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. they're not 100%. Yeah. 
they're 60 or 70 or 80 percent but there's other people in the team that make up for anyone else's downfall yeah not downfalls but um, limitations. Yeah. Do you it's understand like what I mean? Putting a puzzle together. Isn't exactly. It? Like you've got a great puzzle once exactly. it's finished, but you yeah. need to work out how to get them together. Exactly. And it's it is difficult. You're never going to go to a workplace where everyone's going to be, you know, they're always, they're always going to be differences, but just go in, do the best you can. Because mm-hmm. at the end of any conversation with anybody, there's a customer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just really appreciating how much the word learning is coming up yeah. in this in this conversation. So that's brilliant. Um, so we've been talking about make, creating a good culture at work. And obviously, I've got the four boosts. They're on the Evolve Workplace website. You know, people can go and look for those. But just for you, what final message would you like those people listening to the podcast to remember from, from listening today? I think, like I've reiterated before, um, lead by example. Mm-hmm. Um, don't expect staff members to do something you're not comfortable doing. Yeah. Um, so lead the way and guide people the right way. So, you know, it, it might be something very simple and you might go do it a certain way and people say, oh, I didn't think about it that way yeah. and do it the way, which is a lot simpler for everyone else. Be flexible. Yeah. Be flexible to people's um, life pressures. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think take care of your employees. Mm. Um, if you take care of employees, then... That's like a domino. Yeah. Don't take care of your customers. Mm-hmm. So um, that's pretty much it, really. That's that's great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and just before we finish, I was um, just wanted to say we were delighted to have you take part in our Good Jobs Project research. Um, and you've kind of fed into the richness of, of all the comments we were able to use in our in our handbook and in our Frequently Asked Questions document. So just to finish off for today, I wondered if I could ask you what it was like for you to be taking part in that research uh it's been excellent um i've learned loads studying it to be honest it kind of takes you back Mm. to when i first started learning about customer service and you know uh staff interaction and customer interaction it it kind of gets the brain going again and and brings up loads of new ideas so yeah i've learned loads i've uh brought some further ideas into my head about other things i'm going to do um and like I say to everybody, you never stop learning. I'm, I'm, I've just turned 50 myself, so I'm, you never stop learning. That's what I try and say to people. Don't stop there. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Because you're forever learning and you've got to involve, evolve with how things are going on in this country and around the world. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, George. Yeah, and we were really glad to have you take part. So I'm glad you got something out of it as well. And I think that is often the case when we do our research is it sets people off reflecting on things and thinking through things more deeply. So I'm really glad that worked for you as well. So I think, yeah, thank you so much for speaking with us today. It's been an absolute delight to hear your attitudes towards supporting and developing uh, workers and creating a culture where people can thrive. So um, brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. That's great. Please join us in our ongoing exploration of workplace wellbeing research and lived experience in our monthly podcast as we go forwards. This podcast was produced by the University of East Anglia with the support of UEA Broadcast House, Norwich Business School, Rand Europe and all the members of the Workplace Wellbeing Research team. You can find out more about our team as a whole, our research 
and use our practical business-focused resources for improving organisational well-being at www.evolveworkplacewellbeing.org.